guys, welcome back to another episode, and uh, this one is, is a long time coming. I've got uh, one, you're not behind the camera, so welcome to the front of the podcast again, Ms. Capra. I mean, I'm usually on the air as well, but over in the corner. In the, like, get, in the, get in the hole. <laughs> um, and then we got Miss Allie Gilbert. Welcome. Thank you. You've been on before, but it's like way before we even called it what we call it now. I don't even know how many, like it's all a blur. Like you did. Years. It was, uh, we did the ED talks, remember? The, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. With other people. So, welcome. Welcome to the Always Forward podcast. This is like number 26, 7. Something along those lines. Know. We'll know when we post it. Yeah, we know when we post it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the alley section. Oh, that's right. That's right. We spell it the right way. A-L-I. Not to be confused with Ali. Yeah, you're not Mr. Ali. No, I'm not Mr. Ali. Neither is your husband. <laughs> <laughs> you my saying, Uber in Lyft yeah. says Allison, and it has my picture. I don't understand. And they show up. They think Charlie. They're like, "Are you Mr. Ali?" <laughs> yeah. I actually had one Uber driver told me I spelled it wrong, and I was like, "That's interesting that you think that." Now, granted, I spent I spell Allison with two L's and Allie with one, but I'm allowed to spell my name however I want. You Fact: can, You can be whatever color of unicorn Barbie you want to be. I can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But he was adamant I spelled it wrong. And I was like, all right, man, I don't know what you want me to tell you. All right, let's kick this thing off with the most embarrassing story ever. You're going to tell me one? No. no you're going to tell us one. You put me on the spot like that. You really expect me to remember? I can give you one if you want to take a minute to think. Yeah, you do that. Okay. Are you going to give uh, one? I can give one if it's if it's going to be help Am I her. involved? No. Oh, good. Okay, so uh, this was high school, actually. And I was like completely... So everybody who knows me does I do videography and photography and all yeah. that stuff. So I was a videographer and photographer in high school when it just kind of started and came out. What was and the name of your show? A Jagged Edge TV. Jagged Edge of TV. Of course. Yeah. And I was the anchor person on the TV and then you could rent the cameras out and take them home and go shoot footage and then come back oh. in and edit. So I had all the cameras checked out. Like both the film and the video cameras and the microphones and everything. So I had like three things a gear. I was late for school. I was running down the hallway with all these bags. I had on heels and a dress. With, Literally nothing has changed. Right. In your life. Right. Since high school. L- Got it. Late for work. <laughs> late for whatever. Right. Trying to film. So I was running down the hallways in my dress in my with my cameras and trying to get. Because if you were late to bring the camera back, you were like on the docket to like not check the camera out again. So I was like. I gotta get down the hall. So I'm racing down the hallway and the bell rings and I'm like, shit. And like kind of startled me and I tripped and fell. Right. But I had both camera bags over and a backpack on. And so like my hands weren't free. And when I fell, I just like face planted because I couldn't even like catch myself properly. Mm -hmm. And my dress flew over my head and I had a thong on. And so I'm just laying face planted down in the hallway in front of all the lockers with everybody looking at me with my ass hanging out. And I couldn't even like reach back and pull my dress down because the camera bags were right there. And everybody was like, holy shit. <laughs> so I'm like, help. That was my most embarrassing moment. That was your most embarrassing Face moment? down, ass up, high school. Damn. That's probably it. What? High school is embarrassing. Yeah. All of it. As the whole thing. I don't, I, that's why I only did two years and I called it quits. I said this I wish is I for me. Done that. Okay, so what's yours now? I don't remember. I really, I, like, I've had so many embarrassing things. I can't pick <laughs> Just one. Just pick one. You don't embarrass easily, though. I mean, you talk about boners and, like, regular. Yeah, I embarrass other people. Yes. Like, 
Very easily. Okay, here's a good one. Most time you've embarrassed Charlie. Oh my god, it's like countless, <laughs> countless. He, you like, say countless, but give one story. People want to know. People want to hear this. He so he's very. How do we describe him? Logical and and conservative in the sense that he's a medical professional, <laughs> so he doesn't talk crazy, as he would describe me. He calls me very crass, and and I will use. You know, the he's, word. Const- he's constantly trying to calm you down, isn't he? And get you like, mm. you can't talk about that stuff, Allie. You can't. Oh, like when I got banned off social. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He was like, you can't do that. I told you. Like, you can't say those things. Like, you know, you, you think that you're more special because you can use those words. And I was like, but people find it funny. It doesn't matter what people find it. Like, yeah. So saying those things and draw like i'll draw penises in the house on post-its and stick them up <laughs> around the house and, and, and we have like i have two penis pillows like those body pillows that are all over instagram that people send me and i sleep with it because i like hugging something at night it just happens to be the perfect size that's what she shape said. and shape also what she said for sleeping and I'll put it in the middle and he'll be like, get that thing away from me. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about just random penises being all over my house. Right. Oh, and like I, I buy like random dildos and stuff just to like stick on the wall. <laughs> They're cheap, right? They are cheap. Yeah. Butt plugs that like it, it's just funny to see his reaction. The butt plugs are like the biggest ones you can buy. It looks like a dog toy. So that's what he thought I ordered. And a collar. and like So, yeah, I guess I embarrassed the crap out of him by ordering just random huge, sex toys. Just like, huge butt plugs. You're like, yeah, I got this. This is new. This is for you, actually. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like, where does it go? I'm like, where do you think? Like like for our wedding, for the garter uh, toss thing or whatever, when, when he goes under the dress, I said to one of my friends, go buy the biggest butt plug you can find. And he bought it. This thing was like a cannon. So Charlie pulls it out and he, he had no idea what it was. But the drag queens, they knew what it was. And they come running over and they're like, that's mine and you stole it, Mr. Weingroff. It was so funny. He was like, you know, he gets embarrassed, but I think he just shakes his head. You're, so, yeah. e- you're either keeping him very young or aging him drastically. <laughs> either There's no in the middle. Like I think it's the latter. Okay. Because then Disney will keep him very young. <laughs> so he has to balance it out. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I don't embarrass easily. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed, I guess, when, I don't know, if people point stuff out that I didn't know I did and then like I fucked up. I'm like, oh, that's embarrassing. But, yeah, but it's not funny. So it's like, That's eh. not funny. No. 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 So I don't know. I, it's really hard to think. Fall, falling down and having your ass up in high school, that's kind of it funny. It sucks, but yeah. it's not that funny either. It just sucks. I've done stuff like that, like being a trainer. Uh, I was wearing shorts one day and didn't wear underwear. And apparently there's a big hole right in the crotch of my shorts. <laughs> and nobody told me. Because so they were enjoying just lab- the view. Just labia hanging Straight. out. Hanging out, yep. Oh, cool. Everybody's Training like, dudes, did like, you see Allie today? <laughs> no, but did you see Allie today? Did you see Allie? Like, did you see her? Like, I mean, the other day I sat on chocolate in my car in these pants, which are hot pink. No one told me on my ass. <laughs> Just like, big, big chocolate bar. Shit yeah. on her ass. Yeah. And I'm like, if I saw a woman with like, cho- I don't know, maybe she didn't know it was chocolate or people didn't. I don't know. I'd be like, hey, listen, you know, I don't know what happened, but like you got some chocolate. You either set in ch- chocolate or you shit yourself and either way it needs to be handled. Yeah. Somebody yeah. should point it out to you. Like that was not a fart. Just so you know. 
<laughs> I would say for those that don't know, uh, we've we're all been longtime friends since. Uh, I think like seven years. I was trying to think of that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I think it's seven, six or seven years. Um, and the way that I found you is, I mean, you know this, but for the, for the listeners, um, Josh and I went to the annual TSAT conference way back in the day, mm-hmm. and um, and you were guest speaker, and no, I, remember, I was not. No, was he not. was, and she was. Yeah. And yeah, we and I saw on the thing it was I don't remember exactly, but it was like optimization of testosterone within athletes or something like that. And this is back yeah. when you were like solely pretty much like golf fitness. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, anyways, so I was like, well, I definitely have to check that out, and because uh, something that Josh and I have been talking about for a long time, and and we did, and we were like, she needs to come speak to veterans. Which you had never done before. You had no. had no connection to that community whatsoever, right? No. You were my intro to that. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, he called me from his break and was like, this was one of the best yep. talks I've ever heard. We have to get her out there. No he shit. was Yeah. Yep. That's cool. He loved it. Um, Which I didn't know. Your, that talk was very professional. Thank you. Like, like not crass. Not the normal, your normal. Well, and you had the the morning wood guy was like a rolled up (laughs) that that was as wild. Yeah, that was as wild as it got, right? Yeah. Well, and 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 just for people listening, it's it's just a it's just a piece of wood, right? It it's a tree, like a cartoonized tree, and it says morning wood. It says morning wood, holding a cup of coffee. Yeah. Whereas today was like the giantest boner I could find (laughs) under a sheet, and I photo. You killed it today, by the way. Thank you. Killed it. I don't know if it's been a while since I've listened to you speak. It's been a while though. It has. It has. Yeah. It has. But that was that you've gotten either you've gotten a ton better or you just like let her rip today. I did let her rip, but also like I think you have only seen me speak aside from Raider at NSCA. Yeah. Where I have to follow a very strict not not censored but So lame. Censored language protocol. So lame. <laughs> yeah. So it's not the general alley talk. Today was a super alley talk. Like I let it rip with cursing and like, cause you guys are my people. Like yeah. you appreciate that. The I veterans don't know. Do. Veterans don't yeah. like, if you get too clinical or you get too serious, it's just that you no, don't, it's you boring. don't, you, it's boring. You don't reach them. No, you have to talk about boners and sex and, the stuff yeah. that they care about. The they stuff they, they said they were yeah. they were measuring their taint at the table. I knew. I, I I wanted to interrupt you and be like, "Well, I guess everybody's going to be measuring their taint tonight." <laughs> and I forget who came up to me and and said like, "Yeah, we're measuring it." And I was like, "Fuck, I forgot that joke." Like, no one knew I was supposed to say it, but I usually drop the line of like, "Well, I know what you guys Bro, are going to do later I, on because you're not measuring your fingers this time." I definitely measured my taint, and we measured and the babies, and we measured the ba- babies. I don't know. We Googled, well we Googled healthy taint length. I put in that measurement and then I, I measured like, it for I was him. like well over. He was really good and so was the baby. And the baby was too. Yeah. You guys are safe then. Yeah. I was worried. I was like, I was like, cause you know, as the, based off your slide. So real quick, let's talk about that so that people understand. Like, like we're just talking about taint. <laughs> so explain, explain what, what is happening and what that is and why it's a healthy taint length. Yeah. Go. I go actually call, I call BTE big taint energy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, BTE is is where we go. The the terminology is anogenital distance, which ag distance. I'm like, okay, it can be associated with like people's grundles now, or the chode or the choach. Like Mm. those were the different. That was a '90s term. Yeah, I remember that. Chode. Yeah. Yep. But for context, for those listening, people are are 
or men are being born with more feminine traits lately because sperm production has decreased by 60% since the 70s. And I think at this point, it's so visually obvious that people can't even deny it anymore. Like you just go walk around and you're like, what? Like men are not manly anymore. No, especially with the youth. Yeah. To the point where like, you know, someone looking like you is now abnormal. And we were all discussing this at dinner last night. Like you can't, if you have muscles, male or female, if you have muscles, it's just weird. Like people are not used to seeing that. Whereas 60, 70, you know, again, earlier, that was more the norm look. I, I look at my, uh, we're getting off track, but I look, we, I have a photo of my, gr- my grandfather, Nick. Mm-hmm. And the, what year would you say that is? Maybe the 40s? I'd say, yeah, it was probably 34 to 45 Something time like frame. That. Like yeah. that was probably. And um, he's on a paddleboard, jacked and ripped. You never see that. He didn't. Shredded. He didn't, yeah, he didn't work out like that. Like he, he, did, he manual work. He labor did, and he just did manual labor and lived and ate and he was on a paddleboard. He was out a port paddleboard in Lutraki, ripped. Dude, at full apps, eight pack. Naturally, you don't see that. No, there's there's been guys who have come after me on on like YouTube or whatever, and they're like, "Who's this guy?" And I'm like, first of all, your joke is really old, okay? Because yeah, I have short hair, or whatever. I, maybe I'm more jacked than you. But if I look like what you think a guy should look like, that's a problem, dude. <laughs> like, like, that's a problem. I'm 5'3". The, the spectrum is off. Yeah. yeah. Like, standards have – we, we got to raise them. But it, it's it's just weird because you don't see – like, a muscular guy is just so, like – like, you get kicked out of Planet Fitness for looking like that. Yeah. You know? Like, the statue of Hercules. Like, that's what a man was supposed to look like. And right. now it's changed so much. And part of this – it has to do with the exposure to a lot of these toxic things that we used to be like are, are so tree huggy, like not yeah. something to worry about. But it's called phthalate syndrome, like the the PT, however the hell you spell it. Um, and that's what was studied that predicted men to be infertile by the year 2050, mm-hmm. which is crazy to, you know, well, 2050. It's not that far away. They're saying 2050, 2050. men will be infertile. And this study per, came like out per 20, capita or whatever. 2017. Yeah. Yep. What the hell, man? Worldwide. Well, I mean, just our even our infertility clinic that we used only because, you know, he is fixed. And so we've done a workaround mm-hmm. to do um, IVF. It says it's increased, I think, by 40%. Yep. So, in the last few so, years. So, so everyone knows how does this? So how does this play into your – to BTE, Big T Energy? So the boys that are being born, when they're in the womb, if a mom is exposed to – a high level of phthalates or xenoestrogens, which are like the fake estrogens, which are a thousand more times powerful than regular estrogen, they can actually uh, affect a guy's sperm production as an adult while he's in the womb, which is like, I mean, you look at me like I'm like insane when I say that, but it's true. And it's so weird. And you're like, what? How the fuck? Like, and so. Uh, boys are being born with more feminine traits where they may have one testicle, one ovary. They may have a very short anogenital distance, which women are born with, but guys should have a longer one. And it's not something that, you know, you, you were saying, like, we physically notice that. Like, it's not like we're looking at people's taints, but like they do measure them at birth and everything. And they've done studies where they've measured it on 
women who had a higher level of phthalates that they've also measured in them. Like, it's crazy. But and then when people say, well, what do I do? Like when my wife's pregnant, I'm like, I don't know. Because there's nobody not that microwave has the your food, not use like plastics and your right. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as like detoxing like xenoestrogens, no one's found the answer for that yet. So, so just stay away from them. Yeah. yeah. But it's so hard. Like think about Our when we're life. born, yeah. you're put on a tube that's plastic. Yeah. You know, the um, the woman who did the study, Shana, Shana Swan, she was on Joe Rogan. So that's yes, why a lot I of people her. know about yeah. her study. She was so skeptical of all of this that she basically did the landmark study of knowing this at Mount, Mount Sinai of diving into this. And she's like, I accounted for people who were obese. I accounted for people in other countries. Everything that you would think like, well, this person is an outlier for this. She was like, holy shit. And she's from upstate New York. She told the the people at Wegmans like the fire, the flame retardants and carpets are part of all of these chemicals. So they pulled that from the shelves. I'm sorry, not Wegmans, Home Depot. Mm. But Wegmans did pull things from the shelves that carried a lot of these toxic chemicals. But it, it's almost it's like not enough. I tell people, listen, just do basic shit like switch to glass because yeah. you're using that pretty much every day. And then products like Johnny Slicks, you know, yeah. that have no parabens toxic and- things like parabens yeah. and stuff like that. Because well, you're same, putting it on your it's body. It's the same reason. That's why we. It's one of the reasons why Johnny uses the amber jars, is for that exact yeah. reason. Because if you, a lot of people are using tin or they're using some sort of plastic, and he's like, "That's he's like, dude, that's seeping into your, especially if you're pouring in hot liquid when you manufacture it. Yeah, he's like, you're immediately breaking down the substance, especially with tin. You're getting aluminum and everything inside of your, uh, inside of your product. So that's the reason why we use the amber jars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, same thing we were just talking about the other day, because there's like a whole a whole new group of studies that are out with both organic, um, sorry, non-organic tampons and diapers and things like that. Women are like struggling with infertility as well. And one of the big main factors that they're sh- that are sh- is showing up across the board is that they're spraying uh, cotton with a chemical and it's then you're using in the most absorbent area like vaginally that you can possibly do. You're taking the cotton item that was sprayed with this essentially toxin and putting it inside of you and then you're absorbing it. And then why does, you know, both cervical cancer and infertility increase over the last, you know, 30 years or whatever. So same thing with diapers. So cotton, same deal. Diapers. People are putting that or the the sprayed diapers on their baby's ass every day. Mm-hmm. And it's literally causing all these issues. So it's like get organic diapers or cloth diapers. Yeah. Get the cup, the period cup, or get organic cotton tampons. Like simple little things like that can change a big – a lot. It's just so overwhelming. It's, so it's so, so overwhelming. So in your opinion, because uh, you brought it up today, so we've got basically a, a male – epidemic happening mm-hmm. a masculine epidemic now simultaneously there's this big push and has been this big push over the couple last couple years about toxic masculinity so wait a minute if men are becoming more feminine why are we having more and i have my own answer for this but i want it from you why is this big push for toxic masculinity or is it all just big conspiracy to make make the whole world one gender it, the suppression and the attempt of eradication of men is just baffling to me. Like, 
when did this start and why the fuck is it like a thing? And I started realizing it because the strength and conditioning world is so male dominated. Right. We all joke around with each other. Like, you know, it, it, it's maybe because I'm used to making crass jokes. Like I don't get offended by that stuff. But then all of a sudden you would hear stories of a lot of women getting very offended by this. And I'm like, it's a joke. Like, I don't, I don't understand. And now I should preface it with, yes, sexual harassment is a real thing. I do not dismiss anybody who has been sexually harassed, but I do think there's a difference between joking around with somebody and then sexual harassment. Like there's a big line there. Or taking advantage. Right. Yeah. Whichever that is falls under. Yeah. yeah. And so I think back of like my, okay, I've been doing this 22 years. Every time I joked around with somebody at a seminar or something or whatever, like if I went after them, uh, uh, endless, like, I don't know. But that's a lot of times that, like, I could have made it a thing, but it wasn't a thing. I'm treading very carefully because I don't want people to come after me and say that I'm, like, saying sexual harassment is not a thing. It is. But then you realize that slowly a lot of my male colleagues became very terrified to hug, to compliment, to talk to a woman. Just I mean, for a fear. Lot of, a lot of the guys don't. A lot of people in the industry don't even want to work with with females anymore. Yeah, it's a it's a real thing. Like, and I'm like, oh my god. And I remember I I asked a lot of my colleagues. I asked them outright, like individually, are you afraid to talk to females in the industry, even your clients? Like, are you afraid to compliment them? Say like, you know, I like your shirt or whatever. Everyone was a yes. Every single dude, because they're paralyzed because. All of a sudden, if they say something wrong in the wrong way, then they could be flagged for that in whatever direction. And I was like, damn, like, that's not right. And it just exploded into this hyper feminist movement where, like, I understand strong women. I mean, Ali and I have careers like I, I, I get that. But also it, it's like you don't have to push men down for it. Or vilify them. Like, yeah. they're all monsters. Like, that's what fucking scares me is because I'm raising a boy now. And I'm, like, terrified that he's going to be vilified if he likes a girl. Or he likes girls. And he likes girls a lot. <laughs> yeah, he likes girls a lot. <laughs> but it's like, at what point are, are we suddenly, like, raising our boys to, like, not even – like their natural, their natural see, attraction see, to a female is the, a problem. The prob- yeah, and the problem with that is, is when you do that, when you, for a young man, when you start vilifying or telling them that they're wrong by having these feelings, attraction, like that, yeah, anything like that, and you don't give them an outlet or teach them how to do it properly, how to communicate with women, how to like, you know, be, you know, do physical things, right? And you suppress all that; it comes out in the most darkest, nastiest ways. And I'm not even talking about toxicity. I'm talking about dark, nasty things where men start doing um, really horrific things because they have been told that it's wrong or they've been they've had their masculinity suppressed. And that's where you get some really gross stuff that happens. Um, but so to, to, to your to your thing. So what are you thinking that like how I don't think that it can be toxic if if we're losing men. If men are no longer men, then how is it? How is it toxic? Is it? it it's weird, but because then it means that anything that is what a a, a guy like aggressive behavior mm-hmm. is now like nope, we got to get rid of that. Yeah. Like for for boys, 
they're telling boys to not be aggressive and not fight. Now, okay, I'm not promoting violence on the playground here, but enrolling your child in martial arts, I think, is a good thing. I think every well, here, man here, should do here's that. Here's the deal. Um, let's be real. Violence on the playground is a real thing, and it was in, in my day. Now, I don't think it's so much – like, I hear – because I teach kids, and apparently bullying isn't really a thing in them anymore. It's like your slide. Right. Bullying happens on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Even in school. There people in school don't bully anymore. Not in person. Not in person. No. Like they person. don't want to get hit in the face. Right. Because that's what happens, right? Exactly. So with like with my childhood, you know, I got bullied. Me and my brother moved around all the time. Um we were, you know, a lot of times we were not in predominantly white areas, you know, because of the 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 amount of money that we had and what we where we had to live. So we did get bullied. Guess what happened? I learned to stand up for myself. Just mm-hmm. I was talking about it on podcast with my mom. Like there was one incident that I'll never forget. It was the single incident that changed everything for me. That made me stand up for myself. And then me and that kid became friends for the rest of the time I lived there. Mm-hmm. It it's like life. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And so you have those boys that you're you're already suppressing them at a young age. Yeah. And. It's actually the surge of single parents, single moms specifically, raising younger boys yeah. who end up having suppressed testosterone levels. And they've done studies on um, single moms and then single moms where the dad was in prison and mm-hmm. was not in the picture at all. Um, the, the the fatherless epidemic is is probably one of the worst things that's happened to America. Orchestrated. Or, and, it, and it was a planned and orchestrated thing. Um by our government. By our government. That started with the the, the black community, and um, but it was one hundred percent designed and planned to to decentralize the family unit and to do just that: remove yeah. strong men from the community. So the government has more control. And then what happens? You have a compliant, weakened society across the board. It, yeah. And it's nuts. And I actually polled women on my Instagram. I think two years ago, saying asking questions like, "Do you still believe in some?" gender roles do you appreciate chivalry do you appreciate when your guy makes decisions like stuff like that the majority was saying yes what's crazy is like so she's obviously i mean you obviously know her yeah she's the most independent woman that i have ever met like she's Mm -hmm. like i don't need no man yeah guess what she likes she likes me to open doors for her like take her on dates plan things mm-hmm. like be the man well and walk in front of me when yeah. we're going somewhere and lead <laughs> conversation and all those things just because i feel like those are the things i'm attracted to not even because i need it but because i want it mm-hmm. so do i like if a guy like is like i don't know where do you want to eat i'm like done <laughs> like just fucking pick, dude. yeah like <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go find a real man <laughs> But it's it, it's weird like that. I don't know. You know, and it, it's just like somebody that I feel like I can bulldoze. Like if my personality is stronger, it was just immediate <laughs> be attracted to that. You're not right. And there's women who like that. They like being the See, alpha. No, I don't think so. I disagree. I don't think they do. They think they do. I think they do. And then those women that have those men cheat on them. Yes. <laughs> and that's why they don't like them on testosterone because then they become – stronger yeah personality wise and so then they shut it down yeah i didn't bring that up today but i was like it's a thing that's a whole thing thing. yeah i I deal with a lot of my clients uh, that they you know you know typically what happens with our clients is they come on we do the starter thing before we starter pack the starter pack you know (laughs) we start changing 
routine and you know little bitty things you can't pull the rug out from under them initially that you know how it is they'll, mm-hmm. they'll their whole life yeah, will yeah, fall yeah. apart and they'll fail but then once we get to that area to where it's like well let's talk about your blood work and testosterone and where you're sitting and then that's typically what happens their wife comes back they're like no my wife's worried about or the woman will hit me up on through ig and be like i'm worried about prostate cancer and heart disease and his violence and yeah, his he's getting so angry he's getting so angry it's like and- well stop mouthing off <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god i hate that and then the, it's like my wife that and i'm like why are you asking permission to function as a guy right like what and i've said this to some of them i'm like have her talk to me i will answer every single question exactly they yeah. never do because it's not really a answers thing. they want yeah. yeah it's not really a thing but i've always stood by that as like you know a, a woman a, all women truly want a line but even if they push back, they want a man that when they push, the man's going to push back because stand now, up for himself because they know that they're with somebody that has like boundaries and with in that like authority and is it, you know, a leader, a, a leader. And what is a man supposed to be protect, provide, you know, I'm not saying that Lead. women can't do those things, you know, but not, we don't always want to. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so back on the sexual harassment, you've been in this industry like forever, which is, I'm old, a, a, you know, for uh if you're old then i'm old you are okay um as as my knee as my knee was hurting when we had bad weather the other day um have you and especially in a very vain physical sexual industry all right have you been sexually harassed no well how do we define it i don't know that's the problem is like i i i know how Not guys sexually harassed. Too, i, you I know, wouldn't like, say sexually harassed maybe I don't know. I have not been touched in places that I didn't want to after saying no. That's that would be like my definition. Okay. Like okay. like if Allie put her hand down my pants right now, I, I would feel weird. But I'd probably make a joke about it. But that hasn't happened with a guy that I told them not to. So right. no one's like inappropriately like made comments or comments, came on yes. to you. Oh yeah, yeah. But like I, I just brush it off. I'm not like internally affected you're, you're to, not a fragile butterfly that can't hand stand up stand up for herself i, I wouldn't say i'm not okay what about this what about this um opportunities that's a ver- way of sexual harassment right like, not like i'll let you do this if you go on a date with me or if pro you- oh i've been propositioned for those and i say no thank you thank you thank you but no <laughs> thank you but no so that has happened yeah that it's a yeah. real thing okay yeah. all right but i guess i'm like because I don't get those kind of kind of opportunities. There's no woman that's like, no. "Hey, uh, if you do this thing for me." You've I'll... never really worked with like a woman in power, though, and the military is like a harder spot to do that that's with because you're mostly male dominated. Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you this: like the number one industry I feel like that is affected by that. It's not the fitness industry, and it's not it's the military. No, no, I feel like it's a fucking restaurant industry. Because everybody's drinking and using drugs, and that mm. shit happens think of that. on think of that the either. reg. I I feel like every boss I ever had at a restaurant has like felt me up, tried, and that shit happens constantly because everybody's using, everybody's using each other, yeah. and you're just working late and drinking, and it's just there's no boundaries. I feel like so many industries, like even the fitness industry and the military, there's a lot more boundaries. So there are people that cross lines, but the lines are very clear. Yeah. Restaurant industry, bar industry, there's the lines are not there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are as many. There's, I don't think there's boundaries in the industry 
well, there are now, but I don't think there were. Yeah. Right. You know, like if anything, I would I could have been accused of harassing somebody just by joking. I, I call it joking around. I don't know. I've never had a guy be like, no, don't do that. That's offensive. <laughs> but I, I just like slap people. Yeah, I'm not like grabbing their junk, but like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to not be insensitive to people who have been affected deeply, but I'm also like, I, I can't. Well, my, I think pinpoint. that, yeah, people have, sure. People have been affected by that kind of, the kind of thing, but it comes down to having the, not being insecure, mm-hmm. having the, uh, what's the word, babe? Like, uh, the confidence in yourself to say, like you said, like to say, Thanks, but no. But then I've you know, like we see what was that Fox movie that we watched? We went and saw Bombshells. Yes. Where these women yes. like get trapped into like doing this stuff. Well, and or- that's Hollywood. That's like them trying to further their careers and then the opportunity presents itself for them to further their careers, but only at a price. And, and that and, that is shitty. But that is yeah. shitty. But the thing is, is they do it and then afterwards they feel shitty and then they complain. Or they, you mm-hmm. know, it comes out. But like you can have right there in that moment, like I want. I would want my girls to be like that, and to be like you guys, and be like, "No, thanks, but I'm good." So, good luck to you and whatever this is. But this is ever circus. This isn't for me, and I will make it happen without this Mm -hmm. because it can happen. I just never wanted to give somebody the reason to say I got X because I did X. Right. I always and even when Charlie and I started dating, which might be a harder road, but guess what? Yeah, but like to the welcome to. life yeah it's not like like a car i would be so uncomfortable if he bought my jeep for me but when i have bought my own cars like it it makes me feel like accomplished if a guy bought me a car outright like the kind that i like i just feel very uncomfortable (laughs) i'd be like this is like i'm sure the guy's pocket would be very uncomfortable and it would be a huge dent (laughs) yes but for me like that makes me uncomfortable and when charlie and i started dating I literally, I got on the Perform Better tour the same year, and he was like, right then and there, he he was very careful about what he tagged me in and how he worded things, because he's like, I don't want people thinking, because we're dating, that's how you got on. Because I literally had a conversation with Chris Poirier, who runs it, Mm -hmm. like that same year, because he saw me speak somewhere else, and he said this would be good content for for the tour. So I don't, I'm very, like, trying to be... um, aware of of his because at first i was like why do you want to tag me and shit and then he's like i don't want to give people the opportunity to think you got somewhere because of me ali would have been would have been like oh so you don't want to you what's what are you trying to hide here trying to hide me that's how i no, that's how i was i was like wait what but then (laughs) but then it's charlie he doesn't like work that way operate that way so i'm thinking like all the shit i did and Mm -hmm. i'm like "Uh, oh okay i get it I can I can see his face. You bringing that up to him and him being like, not even processing that at all. But like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, Ali. Why would I do or not yeah. do that? He'd be so he's so logical yeah. that like when I make jokes, sometimes he takes them so literally, and I'm like, forget it. It's a joke. <laughs> Damn smart people. Like, <laughs> I'm nervous about having. I can't wait to have him on, but at the same time, I'm nervous about having him on because I'm like, I'm afraid no one's gonna understand what the hell he's talking about, including myself. I'm gonna ask him a question. I'm gonna be like. I got about five percent of what you said. There's just there's just like a little underscore. There's like his whole little lower thirds with like a translation of what it means, what he's saying. As he's that saying. would be hilarious. Basically, <laughs> what he's saying is you should lift more weight. That's every that that thirty minutes was just lift heavy weight. 
I, I think the first year of us dating, I had to like Google what the fuck he was saying. Like some of the words, I was like nefarious. Okay, what is nefarious? Man? So, so just for those listening, so actually, uh, Charlie Weingroff was uh, a physical um, strength conditioning coach uh, at Marsoc. That's when I first met him. That's way when you back guys in, met before we met. Yeah, way back in the, like in two thousand eight. Yep. I want to say. And you and, brought him to something, and he was like, "Is that?" Is no, that- no, no, no. We, it was at. Um, T-Sack. T-Sack. Was that T? Was it yeah, at T-Sack? Yeah, he spoke at T-Sack, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and anyways, and then I, we met you there, and, and and then that next thing you know, Josh is like, did you know that uh, old Gilbert and uh, Charlie's <laughs> hooked up? I was like, what? what? <laughs> I know, everyone was like, wait, you and Charlie? <laughs> and how'd you guys meet? At a T-Sack conference? No, we, so our friend Don Saladino, who owns, uh, or owned Drive 495 in the city. Okay. Charlie worked out of there right after he left Marsoc. Okay. Don and I were friends because Don was doing golf fitness and everything. So I'd, I'd go in the city all the time. Don and I would train together. And Charlie was married at the time. And never in a million years did I peg him as like my type until I started to get to know him. Oh, I would never have put you two together. No, most people, like ever. And there's a lot of us that that's very not similar, but yeah. but also like the intelligence level and his ability to allow me to be me who be who I am. Yeah. Which he doesn't get because he's like, I just act normal. I'm like, he's like, I don't let you do anything. I'm like, you don't understand how men are. Yes. Like I literally provoked a lot of insecurities with other and guys. He's, yeah, he's not insecure. He's not at all. Not at all. People are like, your husband's my hero. You talk about dicks. You have. He doesn't like, give a shit. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's amazing. Like he just he, doesn't want you to get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he does. He's like, I, I don't agree with it, but I get. I guess why she does it. Yeah. You know, and like, there's people um, who like I do seminars with, and I'm like, oh, we might do seminar in Europe. He's like, oh, cool. Like, not one fraction of like jealousy or anything, yeah. which is what I needed. Because then slowly over the years of us dating, I was able to become the more crass transparent like best version of yourself yeah that was suppressed (laughs) for so long and i'm like dude you let me be me that's all i need i can't imagine you i mean i I remember now and it makes sense now like over the years you become more yourself um and maybe you're just getting crazy and sometimes it takes that sometimes it takes age i feel like especially for women it takes us to get to that where we're like just don't give a fuck you have to hit a certain age i feel like do yeah but you like you doing the golf like the the golf strength conditioning and being who you are to compare, like you had to keep so much under wraps. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it was weird. Like, and I think that that's why, like I spiraled like when my mom died. Cause I was like, I'm going to get implants and I'm going to also go through a breakup at the same time. And then I literally was like, what am I doing? Cause the person that I was dating would get pissed when I would get speaking like gigs. Like what? I'm going to China, and, and he would be like, "So you're leaving for eight days?" I'm like, "But I'm speaking in China. Like, this is China. serious. Like my dream. Yeah, and stuff like that. And so when that mess was done, like talking to Charlie was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go to China and 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 just trip down a, you know, fall down the stairs and land in a bunch of Chinese dicks. <laughs> yeah. Like, while meanwhile, I'm gone. Charlie was like. You know, because there's a point where I thought I should go to medical school because, you know, the frustration of trying to find competent physicians yeah. five years ago still. But we have people now. But we have we have our own community. I was people. like, maybe I'll just go to medical school. And he's like, I fully support it. I'll never see you, but I fully support whatever you want to do. And I was like, holy shit. Like, 
you don't find that often in a guy. And so every speaking opportunity, everything that I've done, like he's always fully supported, which is great. Did it throw you for a loop at first? Were you a little bit like, this guy doesn't care what I do? Does he not care? That's the way you were. At first, when I got with him, because I'd been with so many dudes that had so many restrictions and so many things that they wanted me to do or not do, even what I wore, that when I got with him and he just didn't care and he was like, whatever, I was like. She legitimately thought that I didn't care about her. I'm like, maybe he doesn't care about me. (laughs) But I could see that. How twisted is that, though? So true. Because I would ask him, like, hey can I, do you care? Or can I go to this seminar on whatever date? And he's like, why are you asking me? I'm like, I, I don't have it. Like, I don't know. I don't want you to be mad at me and, yeah. and beat me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, is it okay if I go? It, yeah. It totally threw me for a loop, but he's like, so like his intellect is just so high that, that that's another attraction to me. Cause I'm like, wow, I actually learn a lot from him, but he also knows enough to be secure in who he is. That's Which, funny. You're one of those crazy. people. I was uh, building my slides like 10 minutes before I spoke today. and um, That means you're a professional. Is, is that what that means? Yeah, I was doing it behind the bar today. <laughs> okay. <A little> bit. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, but yeah. Because people ask me, like, what are you speaking about? I'm like, ah, fuck. Uh, ask me after I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Perform better asks us for a slide like two months before. There's no way, man. There's different. no way. It's always different. Anyways. So, but I came across this one that uh, it was a picture of this like really sexy looking woman licking a brain. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like really essentially like licking a brain. And it was basically talking about it, it, it based on about the women, specific women that are extremely sexually attractive to intellect. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. It It is. And I didn't think I was that person because I always liked like the Jack Tan Guidos. And I'm like, all right, well, Charlie is from the Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> so that those, checks that box. Yeah, but those guys are really insecure. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. When they when they like really say there's nothing in between, I'm like, okay. Now, this, again, this is not all men who are jacked and tan because I like to create them amongst my people. Yeah. But. I'm one of them. You know, yeah. you are. You actually have intellectual capabilities. Like, <laughs> not all of them do. And, again, it's the same, like. Like people have said to me, like, you know, oh, you're you're a blonde who actually like has some sort of capacity to understand shit. And I'm like, I get it. Like there's always going to be stereotypes for stuff, you know, but I never thought I'd be the person who'd be like hyper like attracted to somebody's brain. But that's cool, you know, and he happens to be very wide. So that helps. But he's also shredded like like Charlie with his shirt off. It's a whole different deal. A whole different. Like, <laughs> and the funny thing, he's, so he's five foot, he's five four. He says he's five four and a half. It's five four. I'm five three. I've dated guys that are like five six, five eight, and I've just been like solely, totally turned off just because of their personality that they seem a lot smaller with him. Like, I'll wear heels and I'll be like eye to eye. And I'm like, this is so weird. And people think he's like five six, five five. He seems huge. Very Even much. Even to me, I'm six foot two, almost 220, and he seems huge <laughs> i get around I get around charlie and i'm like this is a massive human being <laughs> <laughs> he'll love to hear that but he like he's like yeah i don't ever feel short until i see photos of me with my basketball guy <laughs> oh of course yeah. and his face is like at their crotch yeah. <laughs> so funny so what are you so you went to so okay so you did metabolic golf briefly like give me the wave tops of like how that even started then i want to talk about what you're doing now and then talk about us. So the golf thing, like, that was in, like, 2008 because everyone wants to train athletes. What did you just say? 2008. 
Is, okay. Is yeah. that right? 20. Oh, wait. Uh, it's just a weird say, way to say that, but okay. Go I, I made it up. Okay. And that's why I specialized in golf fitness because you could train athletes because everyone wants to train athletes, but athletes can't really afford a, like professional athletes and stuff like that, but it's a saturated market. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I got to specialize in something like golf. Well, golf is cool because it's like biomechanics. Were you, a, were you a golfer? Not at all. So you just you just like fucking picked golf. YOLO. Like, yeah, I literally <laughs> sat in the, the title is Performance Institute course and I asked the guy next to me, I'm like, what does scratch mean? Which means like your handicap is zero. I, I don't know. know I don't, I've never played golf once in my life. I was like, I don't know what that means. And so I was like, I need to learn because you can't like train with somebody who doesn't know the sport, you know? And I'm like, mm, that's why I had to learn. About I feel like golf. I feel like golf's not one of those ones that you can fake either. That's not, not at all. <laughs> Mark's like, no, bro. So I started bartering with golf pros. I was like, yo, I'll train you if you teach me. And then I took lessons with everybody. And so that was great because it, it brought me very focused guys and only guys because women don't seek out golf fitness. And another good thing is it's an expensive sport and they're willing to spend the money. Correct. Yeah. So now I was like, oh, good business move there, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, Something and you were in Connecticut, player. right? Yes, so we had nine Yuck. golf clubs in Greenwich. Nine. Yuck. Greenwich is very wealthy, all the billionaires that go to Wall Street. So I was like, I am in the perfect town for this. So it was fantastic. Is this where you're from? That town, yes, okay. But I don't like identify as a Greenwich person, no, I just you're, was you're born def- there. You're definitely a South Florida person. <laughs> that didn't have, yeah. that, did, that did not take long to, to, to oh, hell no, <laughs> hell no. But I never felt like I fit in anyway there. Like I'm not into designer clothes. Like I, you know, I'm I like cars. I don't know. Maybe I should have been a guy, but like I literally just couldn't relate to a lot of at least the female friends that I had. That I went to an all girls school, and I'm just like I'm not into this. You Burberry went to an thing. all green girl girl school. I did for eleven years. How That's why that... she's so nasty. How did that? <laughs> See? I was gonna say, how did that go over? It was weird. Those girls are freaks. I know because yeah. my brother, like we went to private school, but it was co-ed and my brother dated all the girls from that, like from the school, all girls schools. And they were nasty. We had like babysitters that would come over and like bang my brother in the back room. And I'm like, he's like four years younger than you, dude. Those girls are freaks. They're all suppressed. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I got to college it was the best. So see, now I'll start to remember this is not like embarrassing, but so my mom stuck me in in all girls school in second grade because she wanted me to have a good education, you know, single mom or whatever. So we had like, I graduated. And she's trying to keep the boys away. Exactly. So the thought process, the the thought process seems legit. It completely backfired on me. Makes you crazy. You just, yeah. yeah. So senior year, we had 36 girls. Now picture that nowadays with like social media and all the stuff. Like literally we, we just had, we didn't even have. I'm pretty sure they make videos about that on the internet (laughs) these days. They do. We had AOL. That was like the cool thing. (laughs) AOL. So I dated people on AOL, you know, ASL chat rooms, yeah, Yeah. chat rooms. So graduated school, go to Springfield College, major in exercise science, freshman year, our exercise science lab. She's like, all right, make sure on Thursday, girls, you guys wear sports bras, guys, shave your chest because we're going to do body fat testing on each other. And I was like, what? And then Thursday comes and I'm like. There's boys with shirts off in, in my class. How old were you? College is great. 17. So. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. So not only do I get to see shirtless dudes in class, but 
we're now breaking down the bench press after this. Like, this is really awesome. I love college. Yeah. I didn't even drink in high school. Like, my senior prom, I only drank a beer because people were like, you're drinking a beer. Like, I was the biggest naive. I'm like, I'm a jock. I don't need to drink and blah, blah, blah. And I get to college. And I'm like, you guys go out at 11? 11 p.m.? What? (laughs) So nothing much has changed then. Oh, it changed. It just came back. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. College, like, I had no idea people did drugs. So, so you and played everything. sports in high school? In the all girls school? I did. And then soccer, played, right? Soccer in college. Yeah. Okay. In high school, I played basketball and softball. Okay. I played softball one year in, in college. You seemed but... like more of a soccer person. Yeah. Didn't do well at basketball. I... <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? You're probably a good point guard. Probably run that ball. It, the weird thing, it was harder to dribble with my hands than my feet. I don't know. It, That's right. It's an ADD thing. But, yeah. And you're straight, so. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Which. Fluid, right? There's no such thing as in 2022. You can't put that label on. Oh, I can. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying when I was a kid, softball, there was not many straight girls playing softball. <laughs> Which I had no idea that was a thing. So like I go from my recruiting trip and I stayed with one. I mean of the I don't know, I don't know if it is anymore, but in the nineties. No, but it still is. Okay. Or has Ali said whatever you want to identify? Twenty to twenty. It's fine. Like the girls in in Gulf Coast Community College, the softball girls there. I every I I even liked one of them. <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, bud. <laughs> Wrong team. <laughs> I honestly had no idea. Like yeah. the girl I stayed with, she's like most of the softball team are lesbians, and I was like, really? And then I come to found, find out that like people thought of Springfield as most of the women there were lesbians. And I was like, really? Like, not that it bothered me. It just wasn't something I dealt right. with yeah. in high right. school. Right. Until that now I realize like how many of my classmates, the like, okay, they were struggling to come out. Like, okay, it all makes sense now. But that was a thing. And girls on our soccer team too. Yeah. So, but I didn't know that was a thing. Because our school is so sports, everything. We had sports biology, sports journalism, sports psychology. Like everything was athletically focused. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I had never gone to school. First grade was the last time I went to school with boys. Like, and now I'm like <laughs> pinching them and like doing calipers. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> I'm Allie. <laughs> yeah. And my boyfriend was on the football team. And it was like, you know, this very like, okay, that's supposed to happen type of thing. Like, all right, college was cool. And then you get to the fitness industry and you're like, drugs, partying. Okay. This is like an extension of college, but you get paid for it. So this is fun. So- so what did you do between college and, and the golf thing? So I graduated in 03. Okay. And then I basically was training at a commercial gym for like years. personal training type. Yep. Yeah. At a Gold's and then, no, at a World's gym. Um, and then I got picked up. Sounds wrong. But somebody who, who worked there owned a smaller company that did training that pulled me out of there. And that's when I was still trying to figure out what my niche was because I was advised to find that at a young age. Who do I like? And I was like, oh, I, I end up talking a lot about cars to guys. So that makes sense. But I really want to work with athletes. And it's like you, you really can't find a niche within a niche with the athletes. It's so hard. Anyone who's yeah. tried, you know, can can talk about it. But like you said, golfers are athletes that take it very seriously and can afford it. And I was like, shit, nine golf clubs in this town. I'm bound to do okay. And they so. probably love to work with a female, like young female, like yeah. athlete that's like on the move with whatever. I would, I would think that'd be a great niche, which what made you think that that like, okay, I have to pick a niche. I was told at 19 because 
if you're a generalist, then people have more choices. Okay. But if you're the person who knows the most about X topic, people will travel to come see you. You can charge more money. Like, I was like, oh. That's so freaking smart. Somebody like told you that quick and you nailed it. That's so smart. Yeah. And I was like, that's the best advice. So that's why I give younger trainers. Yeah. Because they're like, I don't know what to do next. Or they've been really bored at a commercial gym. And I'm like, so who do you enjoy training? And they'll identify whoever. And I'm like, all right, if it's women, if you're a boy and you're training women and you love training women, learn about women. Yes. Yes. It'll only help you. Like Gunnar Peterson, I don't know if you know who I he is. Him, okay, yeah. He did he did that great talk. I thought it was so awesome at Summer Strong a few years back. And he's like straight up like, okay, put all these brands on the board and tell me which brands you would work with. And everybody was like, oh, maybe that one, maybe this one, you know. And he's like, no, you want to work with all of them and you want to uh, like approach their niche. You want to be the best of the best and make yourself available to these brands and make yourself the best of that brand. So like I always thought that was so smart like you get Mm -hmm. in with you know and then and it kind of happened organically with nick and josh just because they were like just putting stuff on the internet and all these young dudes who wanted to join the marine corps or whatever are like hitting them up every day of the week and like how do we get in what should our pftd what to where you make a product that sells directly to that person and then it like you know goes through the roof Mm. so it's so smart she said she she learned that at 19 somebody told her Find a niche. Find a niche. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, and it's something that you have to constantly refine because obviously you changed yours. Um, when did when did when was it that happened that you just kind of said, "Okay, I guess I'm not doing golf anymore." What happened? Like, Funny thing is, shift? like, like all my in person clients are golfers that found me through the golf world. So a lot of my in person clients had no idea what I they had no idea what I was doing uh, on my online coaching, and. It wasn't that I made a decision to not do it anymore. It was more, it just started gravitating where all my content and everything that I was excited about had to do with men's health. Yeah. It was a business coach of mine, Tom Plummer, in like 2011 or 12, I think 2012, where he was like, there's there's something there with the men's stuff. Don't post about women's hormones anymore. Just run with the guy's stuff. I was like, okay. And I did that and it was like, took off like wildfire because like having a female in you say in posting that. back then where were you where was it facebook you were not myspace <laughs> uh facebook. your your facebook you have right now mm-hmm. the same one your yeah. per- personal or page personal personal page so you so you really only have like a governor you can only go so so big with that for the men's health no just a page in general like your personal facebook page so like back then you can only have like 5,000 friends and it only goes to like, Oh yeah. 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 yeah it's not like a, it's not like an Instagram account or right. a Facebook page or like a, like a company page where you can just have tons of Instagram people. wasn't big in 2012. I don't think it, it was no, like, not at all. No. Just starting to No. Yeah. So I started posting more about that and then like got pegged as like the men's health person yeah. or, or penis person. I don't know how that came about. Like, Everyone started sending me dick pics or not dick pics, sorry, dick memes, dick jokes and stuff like that. Big difference there. Probably because you had so many great things in your actual talks and people, I remember specifically like being at stuff where you were, people were like screenshotting your like speech notes Mm -hmm. or keynotes or, and then you talked about it. So then anytime you were anywhere where people saw you in person, they like start tagging you in it. I'm sure. Yes. And I was at like, bring it on because one of my best friends, Alan Cosgrove. He always says, 
just like like Nike and like Coke, you want to be top of mind. So if somebody says shoe, you think Nike, like athletic yeah. shoe. Soda, you think Coke. And I'm like, Alan, I'm top of mind when people see a penis. <laughs> I'm in all pe- the ways. I'm the penis girl. It's branding. Like, and so that, that's what that literally the collection of like penis mugs and, and shit that people have sent me. I'm like, this is hilarious. Charlie thinks otherwise. But I'm like, listen, this is branding. It is on brand. Like people see that stuff everywhere they go and they screenshot and they tag me. Like that that is awesome. Or a gorilla. Like that is awesome. It's like a thing. So, so yeah, real quick. Tell me before we get into what you're doing now. Talk to me about the gorilla thing. We never really like flushed that out. Like I never like where did the gorilla come from? What was the, I know you said it today, but like yeah, what was the initial was like it the backstory? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the dick gorilla person. <laughs> gorilla, I, gorilla dick person. I think did it start when I was doing metabolic golf stuff? I can't remember. No, it, it was back in 2016 where I was like, all right, I need a logo, but I don't know exactly what for it to be. And I remember Charlie and I were just like hanging out or something and and i think he was crawling across the bed and he was like i feel like a baby gorilla and i was like oh my god and i was like you're jacked you're what oh my god i was like holy shit and one of his friends kenny is the one who drew the gorilla for me and i told him i was like all right i need a logo i don't want him to be too fierce and mean looking because i don't want to be associated with mean but i was like see what you come up with and he drew one and i was like "Mm." And then I was like, like too cartoony at first. Yeah, 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 or like way too vicious. And so then I sent him this photo of me and Charlie standing next to each other, and Charlie has this smirk on his face that's like arrogant, like this, like. And I was like, "Can you draw this?" And it it's exactly like him, and it's hilarious too because I would put those side by side at every perform better talk because everyone knows him. Yeah, I'm like, this is how it came about. Yeah, and having the gorilla was a better representation of the eggplant emoji, which tends to represent dudes for their dicks. And yeah. I was like, so much better. And now I can make a story out of it and tell people that right. that's how that came from the stupid eggplant emoji. You guys are better off represented as a silverback, even though, yes, it's been brought to my attention that gorillas are vegans and they have small penises. I get it, but still, that's not, that's not the, point. the look. Yeah, yeah. That's not the point. So that's how that came about. And so I've kind of run run with it because the silverback gorilla looks pretty damn cool in person. They look jacked. Well, man have small penises. Guess what? Guess what keeps happening? Gorillas keep getting made. So <laughs> something uh, works. Something works. Yeah. And you yeah. can make it bigger. There are devices that make it bigger. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So speaking of – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really wanted to, if you wouldn't mind and you wouldn't mind – just because specifically yes, hold on. okay what are you doing now what's your main yeah. thing online coaching for who for for men and we do take women cuz i train this lovely woman right yeah. here yeah um and i have two coaches that work for me that that can handle the majority of women too Does, women who are serious yeah women who serious. are serious who're going to follow instructions and not fuck around yeah, and, and anybody not, who's serious <laughs> really and, and not send send you a book of the reasons why they're <laughs> they special they can't excuses no, because I've done that to people. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. I did that to Luke. I was like, I'm a special snowflake. I can't handle carbs. You know, blah, blah, blah. And now he just. You did the woman thing oh, to I him? totally, totally. Oh, you fell right into your own trap. He makes so much fun of me because I gained like a kilo. Like I was eating 1,100 calories like for years. He put me right to 2,400 and I gained one kilo, which is like two pounds. And I freaked the fuck out. So here's. And now I'm like, I gained you're gonna, like. 
you're six gonna, kilos. You're going to give all the dirty secrets to about about trainers. We're the worst. We are. The absolute worst. Absolute coaches worst. coaches are typically if the coach I'll tell you this. If a coach doesn't have a coach, they're the worst. Yes. They they don't believe in their product. Yep. And people are like, "Why do you have a coach?" I'm like, "Dude, Really? Like, have you met me? Like, I will overthink everything. But you can't objectively assess yourself. Like, doctors can't be their own doctors. Yeah. You know, you have to have somebody also tell you, like, it how it is and not have to waste energy thinking about what is the best path for you. Have somebody else who's on the other side. This is the best path. Just fucking listen to me and stick with it because otherwise yeah. we'll make a knee-jerk decision based on how we feel that day. Right. <laughs> right or yeah. how well, what the scale said exactly or what, you, or what you look like in the mirror you're like well i'm changing everything you i know. can guess all their body yeah. yeah yeah so so that's kind of with me you know like i've done some decent things and and you know i've i was obviously very fit when i was in the you know in special operations and then got out you know injuries start to kick in life changes all that kind of stuff routine mm-hmm. changes and um, as I've shared pictures on thousands of times. Part, of me. part of it too, just to be fair to yourself, is like you're so busy and you're so submerged in work that yeah. that 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 focus you can't coach yourself. Well, and I'm talking, I'm going back even before. Yeah. So like even before that, um, just kind of like life changing and kind of letting it, you know, falling off. And I never stopped lifting, but you know, injuries happened, surgeries were happening, all this kind of stuff. And you know, as you get older, you you know, you can't out train a a bad diet, you know, in your twenties, you can fake it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But once you started getting in your thirties and upper forties, you can't. So I did, I did, you know, correct myself in a way, um, and, and get back to it. But then I got to where, and it really started, I'll say I started jujitsu and I was really big into lifting heavy as possible, getting as big as possible. Body comp was important, but it definitely wasn't the number one thing. Um, mm-hmm. just because obviously, obviously it didn't make it a priority. So if it wasn't a, the top priority and I didn't look that way, then it wasn't a top priority. So, but, but lifting, you know, my deadlift, my bench, my squat, that was important to me. And then I started jujitsu and all, well, first, first jujitsu day, you went in at 240, 240, 240 pounds, long hair. And just got beat to shit. Beat to shit by 18-year-old, 160-pound kids, and then 220-pound, <laughs> 45-year-old men. And he oh came God. home like... 5.45 in the morning, walked in there, didn't know my ass from a hole in the wall, and just got ripped apart. I couldn't oh breathe. They smacked. I mean, I mean, it was freaking horrible. Horrible. And, but I liked it. But you went back. I mean, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people it. wouldn't go back. I liked it a lot. Um, and Didn't you say you sat in the car before you went in and were like, had yeah, to I've give yourself a pep talk? I've told that story. Because I'm like, here I am. Like, I'm, 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 I was like 37. 37. I was 37. And I literally felt like the kid walking in his class for the first time, like a little child. New kid. That literally knows, like, at 3 o'clock, you're getting your ass kicked in the parking lot because it's your first day and you're the new kid. Yeah. And I'm like, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) I'm going to class to get my ass kicked by the bullies. And that's exactly what happened. Anyway, so as I keep going back, uh, you know, through it, I'm like, all this weight doesn't serve me. Like, Mm. this is not helping me. The fact that I could deadlift X or squat X or bench this or pull this. You know, 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, like not to rag you out, but like before I started working with you, I used to have to beg and drag his ass up just to get him on a one mile walk. Oh, it's so because it hurt him so bad yeah. to walk a mile. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine that. I mean, I was, yeah, 240 and, and not a good 240. You know what I it's mean? It's not like, comfortable. It's not comfortable to walk that heavy. Mm. You know what I mean? So anyways. You waddle. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, because I'm like, what, more than three reps? Why would you ever do more than three reps? <laughs> you know what I mean? Ever. I had a slide on that today. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, that's That seems like cardio. <laughs> I should have put your face on that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can put my fat face on there and make that a meme. But so I started jujitsu and then that's when I was like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't serve me. And that's really when it started to happen. And I changed my, I changed my training to more of a, I don't know. Um, Hypertrophy and. Like, a, like almost kind of what you've done in some of my training sessions where it's like a, a hypertrophy kind of functional metabolic Mm-hmm. But not like a CrossFit by any means. Yeah. But more of a high intensity hypertrophy training. So I switched to that and then I just started dieting my ass off. And eventually I got down to, I dipped down. I remember I dipped down to, I think less than six months. 189. 189. Mm. From 240 to 189. Well, part of it, you started doing rucking. That was like you were getting ready to train. He was training for a ruck, yeah. some some ruck that he was going to do 12 miles. So he was ruck training. Mm. And when he rucks, it was it's a 26, 26 mile. It was the baton death march. Well, when mm. he rucks, it's like weight falls off of him because of how how fast and how hard he moves. Yeah, that out. I can do. That I that I can do. Not I shouldn't because of my because of my hip. Well, you but, dropped like 40 pounds that yeah, way. It was it was a lot, but um. But then started dying my ass off and then got down to where I was, I was, um, I, I was doing jujitsu with the COVID happened. I was doing jujitsu like six days a week, plus doing the metabolic work, like at least five times a week, mm. that training, well, you know, kettlebells, pull-ups, all that n- mm-hmm. nonsense. Um, and then I, I was doing macros cause I know what I'm, I, you know, know what I'm doing in quotations. <laughs> Um, so I was tracking and I was like, okay, I was watching the scale and seeing what the, I got down to 1750 at one point. Calories. Calories. I remember that. I was, I was like one, I was doing like 189. No, no, no. I was doing like, uh, I'm trying to think of oh, your macros. breakdown. It was like maybe 150 grams of protein, 150 of carbs. And then like just almost no fat at all. And that was my. I mean, and, and that that's not incredibly offensive because I've had guys get that low, but mm-hmm. for like two weeks. Yeah. You know? No, I was living that way. Yeah. And I was fine. I, well, I thought I was fine. But then I got to where I was like, I don't look the way that I want to look. Mm-hmm. You know, I was super, she was like, I don't like this. His face it was what bothered me. It's because, you know, now he's lean as shit and he looks great and his face isn't sunken. When when he yeah. was like that, his eyes were sunk in his like head. Gone. You look dark like you're circles. Die. You look like you're going to die. And yeah. I'm like, I feel so healthy. <laughs> I love that lie we say to ourselves. Yeah, like, yeah I feel um, amazing. But I was just pushing, you know, I was just pushing through it. And anyway, so I told her, I said, listen, I am, uh, you know, and that was around the time I was doing other getting other coaching for other things Mm -hmm. and it hit me i was like well why the fuck would i not get coaching for this too Mm. you know what i mean like if i'm gonna get a mentor for to make more money or teach me how which you've done as well and you know we it pays off ladies and gentlemen if you're listening like if you want to make more money get a fucking business coach you know what i mean like i don't know 
I, I have one. You. I don't know why people don't. Right. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Move the like. Yeah. Cheat codes, bro. Like, like cheat. Yeah. Um, find the information. They have it. And uh, anyway, so I told her, I said, I really think that it's time for me to get a, you know, an actual coach and, and have somebody else figure this shit out for me. Me tell them what I want. I want to do that. I want to look like this. I want to feel like this. I want to mm-hmm. do these things and let them fucking worry about it. And I'll just do that. better that way. And she said, she said, let's do it. And, uh, and then that's when I hit you up. But back then I was plant-based. And I was like, remember? <laughs> I remember it's that. Like, how do you feel about this? So that's what I wanted you to share was yeah. all this. Go. Yeah. Oh, how I felt? And how it was. Yeah, when you. I reached out to you and I was like, hey, how do you feel about? I'm sure it was like, cool. But then it's like his situation. Oh, I was like, I'm going to turn him back. <laughs> I'm going to turn him. I'll make him turn I, I think a matter of time, like most guys, unless it's a religious or ethical reason over time, they end up coming back to me just because Which I did. they realize it's easier to it's easier plan meals and everything, but yeah. they need that type of protein and everything because yeah. it is difficult. And there are guys that say they feel better and everything, and they will usually for the first few months to maybe a year, and then things start going sideways, and you'll see it in labs and everything yeah. too. Um but I, I would not try to turn somebody that was like adamant, you know, I could also deter people and say, I don't work with vegans, but you're different. You weren't like a true vegan. So no, no that, I you think ate if, eggs and fish. Yeah. And, veganism, I think, is a more of a uh, moral choice, moral yeah. choice, right. if anything. I, my, my thing was completely digestive because I was having digestive problems mm-hmm. and inflammation problems. So I was like, I need to fix that. That's that was the primary cause for going that direction, which is funny because most people who do have a lot of issues usually go on carnivore, which works very well for people with digestive issues because red meat instigates stomach acid or brings up stomach acid, which a lot of people lack and not having any fibrous vegetables. I don't don't digest it. Yeah. You think that she's like, we're going to get get red meat tonight. Oh, shit. I was actually no, but I was more honored. I was like, "Oh, he chose me! Like that's really cool." And then it, I think it was the first six months or so that I was like, "I know he's totally questioning everything I'm doing." Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, like many men, they want to know the structure and the plan and and what's going on and everything. But the goal kept changing. It was like jujitsu, and then it's like, "Well, I want to be lean and do photo shoot," and then it would be like jujitsu. And then something else. And then jujitsu and then something else. I'm like, we have to pick one goal, which a lot of people do because they end up wanting to do like three different things that are opposing like training plans. Right. I was like, pick one thing. What are we doing? Can we gain weight? Cool. <laughs> that was the biggest thing. That that was the biggest struggle with, with you, with me, was letting me eat more. Yeah. And we're getting you to eat more. And he was so worked up. Yeah. He would be so worked up. You'd never met somebody so stressed about eating more food. He is so. Well, it's because you know you, you get especially when uh, and I and I and, and my clients will listen to this so they'll hear this mm-hmm. and they deal with the same thing. They get and I I deal with them the same way you've dealt with me is they get worried about eating more because and, and like I have this one guy Bruce I showed you the pictures that he was like really big and now mm-hmm. he's looking now he's looking great. Um, he, we killed. He's like we call it we killed fat Bruce. You know, like we killed him. That guy's never coming back. Yeah. Um, his life's never coming back. That's that routine's never coming back. So when it's time to eat more food, he they get nervous that they don't want to go back to that guy. 
They don't want to look like that guy. They don't want to be that guy. And that was the same way with me. It's like I, I got out. I got heavy. And most people, you know, they see those photos and they're like, that's not really that bad. Yeah. Perspective. It's totally. bad, bad for me. You know what I mean? All that matters f- is how you feel about yeah. it. Your joints, your back, right. all your discs. Yeah, exactly. Everything sucks. Um, so that's that was the worry is like you're going to increase my calories. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm going to go back to I'm just going to go look like that guy again totally logical but it's not it's not and and i think also because i felt very similar to you like i understood where he was because i had been through that you said yeah you had been you'd done the same exact thing exactly and so like every time that you got uncomfortable i'm like oh my god i totally got it yeah and i try to talk you off the ledge the same way that i was because i'm like i i i get it you know, because it does, like, even if you gain a little weight or you feel like you're going the opposite direction, you're going to feel like you're going the opposite direction for a while because your body's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're actually feeding me, like, letting me survive and, like, grow tissue and not just, like, take all this energy and devote it to keeping you alive? Oh, cool. It's a whole different feeling. But what I said today was, like, once you do it right one time, then you're good. You're sold. Yeah. I'm sold. Yeah, like, that last totally. that last year, whole year. It takes I, a long time it too, takes, and that's a that's, that's another thing. thing. People don't want to take the time. Mm-hmm. Like we took, uh, we took over a year to fix me, over a year, over a year, yeah. And people are like, "You put in, yeah, yes, man, a year, over a year of work to yeah. get to where I'm at today, and I'm not even there." There's people you know? doing these three week, you know, weight loss challenges, and I'm like, "Come join me for a year." Cause that's when like the true. So it's funny you say that. So we, you know, we do the 30 day go challenge. 30 days is more than three weeks. I know. But in, in, the, <laughs> in the challenge, I tell them I hate challenges and I give them the exact reason right. why. But yeah. that's, that's different. Like a, I think challenge may get a, a bad rap because people who do challenges actually involve coaching through it and all of that. It's not yeah, just like still, who but, can drop yeah, the most but, weight. Yeah. But what happens is I'd say probably out of the finishers, the people who make the end of the 30 day challenge, um, out of the finishers, let's say that 50% make it to the end. 40% of those like keep going. No, they don't. Oh, they don't. Yeah. And then they'll come back on another challenge instead of making it more of a consistent thing. You know what I mean? And that's, that's my problem with the, and you know, it's the, the, you know, not to throw women under the bush, but women are the worst about it. Oh yeah. They want to do the 30 day thing. And then they want to go back to their lives. And, but then they come back and it's like a, the next fad diet or the next thing. Instead of just being like, listen, guys, take what you learned here and just be fucking consistent. Like, carry through. Anyways, so can you talk about uh, – do you even remember like my cal- my macros and calories? Do you even remember? I re- you mean like the highest we got you to? No, I remember the highest. Um, <laughs> I, do you remember what you did? Like because I came in at 1750. You're like, Jesus. <laughs> I knew I couldn't put you straight at maintenance because okay. you, you would flip. What did you want to put him at? Like 2,500-ish. Right out the gate, then. you wanted yeah. to do that? You would have yeah. had a Because, out. I mean, it, that if, been a lot if of food yeah. from there, yeah. That would have been very difficult. The first thing that happens is like, okay, most... I think you put me at 21. We were, we were about 21 to 22. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, because I was like, it, it has to be enough of a jump where... You're going to feel sleep and, and, you know, performance and all that stuff. But you send somebody too high, 
and this is where women and myself was like really bad where obviously you add carbs you're gonna add water weight because every gram of carb yields one to three grams of water so it's an instant weight gain but your mind doesn't think oh it's just water but it goes into your cells too so you feel like yeah feel huge yeah like like the water retention and then you stress about that which causes more water retention and so then you're just like oh my god this is not working and blah 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 and it's a big mind fuck reverse dieting like that's why people reverse diet is so that they don't mind fuck themselves but i couldn't put you straight at that because then i was like i'll get fired as quickly as i got hired (laughs) 30 days in this isn't working for me i'm out (laughs) shit like this is gonna be a long process but i gotta sell it so so you do it strategically but i lowered the volume of your training yes too and the intensity yeah because you were like you're gonna do bjj how much and then so I was doing like walks and it wasn't really that. The training sessions were really light. Yeah. Um, which initially it annoyed me, but eventually pretty quickly <laughs> actually I was like I started to enjoy it because I started feeling better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't, you know, rest days for you were like rocks yeah. and stuff. And I was like, yeah. I'll let that go for now because, okay, that's better than another workout. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. But if you lower the volume of training and increase the calories a little bit, you're still in a deficit, yeah. but it's not as crazy. And then over time, I just started adding calories. And you would complain like anyone would. But then you started to realize, oh, this is actually the right thing to do. And then we got up to 3,400. Yeah. Is that the max we've been at? I think it was roughly, I think maybe 36. I'd have to go higher. back and look. You're, you were smashing like what, five, 600 grams of carbs? like Something crazy. I, I only do it, I remember, and this is what this is what saved me was uh what saved me was um we found i sent i sent them to you peanut butter chocolate cheerios oh yeah and protein silk the and 20 pro- gram a milligram protein yeah, silk yeah. so each cup had 20 grams of protein so i did two cups of that so 40 grams of protein plus four <laughs> cups cereal. of this cereal which was like 120 carbs 40 you know 40 grams of protein and then like 10 grams of fat for the whole it was this massive bowl, and that's what I was, that was eating the, at night to like top off everything. That's what I tell people do because like a lot of my guys who are in that number for carbs, they're like, "How do we get it?" I'm like, "Cereal," but cereal's bad. I was like, "Is it? Why is it bad?" <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> I was like, "It's freaking delicious." Like, go buy the organic ground pu- puffed rice with like nothing in it. Fine. I'm going to eat some in Toast Crunch. Right. You know, yeah. whatever. But that's like an you, easy way. You do you. I'll do me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not afraid if there's glyphosate on it. Like, it's just a little bit. You're not going to eat cereal the rest of your life every single day. Like, whatever. It's just so. for a, a phase. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, you're going to have a really hard time. Like, if you're going to eat. that much. Like, I mentioned today when when CrossFit and Paleo had a baby. Like, all those sweet potatoes. Can you imagine eating five to 600 grams of sweet Like, you'd be on the toilet. Um, there's no way it's possible. No. no. So you have to get things that are easily digested, which is white rice, um, fruit, and candy even, or cereal, like stuff yeah. like that. So protein milk and cereal or protein shake, like that's why they make cereal milk flavored protein powder now. Yeah. Pour cereal in it. So yeah. And, and then it's like, damn, I enjoy this. Then performance in the gym goes up and then you're just not even like worrying about gaining weight as much because you're like damn i can really push weight well what's different was the you know that you know what really got me was we increased calories um i don't it wasn't up to the 34 3600 yet i think we're at like 2800 and 
I was get I had a uh, was it my first it was my first competition and I had to get down below two oh five and we had already gotten you know, you had brought me up there and you're like, Listen, I've got you, don't worry. <laughs> I think you might have been worried a little bit. <laughs> I think you might have been worried a little bit. Um but I think I had to be under two oh five or something like that. So so we did the whole carb cycling thing and you're like, Okay, yeah. I'm gonna bring you down, no big deal, don't worry. Um I'm and but I was still eating pretty high. Yeah. And I'm like, You're gonna be fine. We're going to do it right before it's all water because you're a lot of carbs. You're going to drop a bunch of water, go to the sauna, you know, sweat a little bit. So we went to Myrtle Beach, got in a sauna, and uh, I will never forget. I think you, it might have been what, babe, two, three days she had me cut, sort of. It wasn't even really a cut. It wasn't a. No. You just, just reduced your carbs a little just bit. Reduced, reduced carbs a little bit, increased a little bit of activity, sweated a little bit, and uh, drank a bunch of water. And, uh, and I woke up that morning and my fucking abs, I was like shredded in the mirror <laughs> and I was, I didn't even have a scale. I didn't know how much I weighed. So I was like, oh shit. But I was like, I looked in the mirror and I was like, well, something fucking worked. Because, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be okay. Yeah. I think it's going to be okay. Anyways. So I went and weighed in and I like overshot by like five pounds or something like that. And you crushed like, a bunch of PB and J's. Yeah. I was like 201 or something like that. Took the comp. Took the comp and won. Got like your blue belt. A month out, you were like, so I'll do no carbs for three weeks or something crazy. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, no. I was like, calm down. And then like, I think you were like 204 or something and you're like, I have to be 205. I was like, he's 204. Like, why Why are we worrying? Like, am I supposed to worry? Away. It was like, a month away, Allie. So... <laughs> Even the week before, you're like yeah. two or four point point five. Well, I'm doing that right now. I'm freaked yeah. out because I, I texted like one of my friends, my friend Gabe, who trains professional fighters. I was like, he's point five under, and Gabe's like, I have guys that cut twenty pounds in in like one right. night, and right. I was like, okay, so I'm okay. He's like, yeah, and I was like, okay. Why are, you shouldn't even be texting me about this conversation? Because I because you were stressing me out because you were so worried, and I was like, you're like, should I go in the sauna? And, and I'm like. But you're under. Like, <laughs> why are we so stressed? I don't think I, I don't think I was under. I think I was over, but not. Or, or if you were over, it was like a pound. Yeah, it wasn't. Like much. it wasn't. You it know. And then much. I'm and I'm just like, am I supposed to be like? So I start stressing out, and then so I'm like, Gabe, what do I do? Like, he's like, he's he's a pound over or under. I don't know. But whatever. Take a, take what? a shit, dude. And chill. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because like, even if you do 20 minutes in the sauna, that'll yield you like at least a pound. Yeah. So I I didn't want you to overdo that because then that could impact. dehydrate you yeah. for the yeah. comp and your performance and stuff. No, I did good. You did great. You won. Yeah. Got your blue belt. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, and then after that, I, I I think it was pretty much after that I was like, I said, let's fucking build. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Was like, I was like, this is like the green light I've been waiting for. Like I, oh something God. just clicked, and I said, fuck it, let's do this. And you let's were so uncomfortable, and like totally get that too yeah. like i'm eating 2000 calories right now and i'm almost 10 pounds up from my shoot like i get that and but then when you start to maintain that shape it's not so scary that's, anymore that's what got me because like i start you know you you go up you build a bunch of muscle and you cut down just like a little bit just a little bit of less 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 food you're still like full mm-hmm. um by you know by no by no means have i been starving every once in a while you've got me on a training program where i'm like I come home like I'm fucking starving. <laughs> Get out of the way. Eat, eat, yeah. But now and, you're not uh, afraid to eat, too. right? And uh, that was the biggest thing. We did that the first big cut, and I start looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, God damn, I'm built like a goddamn superhero now. And that's the like, if I could make anybody like, don't be afraid to 
one, get a coach, but and two, don't be afraid to eat. Like it's not a bad thing. Like, but it, I guess it has there has to be a balance, right? Like, but you know, I look at our guys, and the reason why their body comp's so messed up is because it's not because necessarily the amount that they're eating; it's the ratios of what they're eating. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what you're if when you're on board somebody, but we did. We did the average of everybody that on sports, 67 grams of protein per a male. Sounds about accurate. Yeah. yeah. Does that sound right Everybody's under. But but then like I'm talking four or 500 grams of carbs, 150 to 200 grams of fat. Oh, no. See, I don't have really big people. You guys do get people who we have get, a lot of get, body fat. Because we're talking about going back to niches. Right. We've, we have found our niche as mainly because of Josh and I and where we are in our lives now is um, fathers. Yeah, like anywhere from you know early 30s to mid 50s, fathers and husbands that are not living the lives that they're supposed to be living. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's who we're going after. And man, we've had guys. My own brother was 400 pounds. Did wow. you see that as photos? Probably one of the coolest transformation. We'll have to show you. Yeah, yeah. 400 pounds. He's like five eight. And when he started, we we started with Nick, he was doing keto and everything. And then he dropped all the weight and Nick said, I don't want you really to, to stress so much about lifting weights as much right now. Like, let's get some of this weight off. Yeah. So he switched him, got him on, like just walking. I mean, honestly, he was having a lot of like a lot of issues where I was like, let's just walk. He could, he was walking with a cane at the time. That's how, that's how bad it was. Cause he made 400 freaking pounds. So that's. You know, once man. he got an initial hundred pounds off, Nick taught him how to lift weights again and, yeah. and really got him in the gym. And then he started building muscle and then it just went because he's already lifting weight when he walks. Right. His calves. <laughs> like, yeah, his calves. Oh, my like, God. Look like, like, a like look like they <laughs> they like cut him open and put a center block in and <laughs> sewed him back up. You can tell if someone's lost a lot of weight when their because, calves are like giant. Yeah. Like, Where'd that come from? But anyway, so that was the that was the biggest thing for me was like truly letting go of the reins telling you like these are my goals and then trusting the process trusting you to do it truly not saying you trust i don't take that lightly but like you know because people you know people if anybody that listens knows like there's a difference in saying sure i trust you and then like letting go completely and go whatever you say i'm gonna do and no matter what i look like in the mirror or what i feel like i'm gonna do this thing you and I commended him for that because I was like, oh, this could be so good, you know, because it just the like I said today, the longer that you can eat a little more, just be better off. But once you get through that and you're pretty open about it, too, where if you share the fact that like you're gaining weight, it yeah. makes it a little bit easier because you don't feel like you're like a fraud for some reason because right. you're on social a lot. I, your, I think your, that's the biggest thing with with trainers, right, is they lot they don't I mean, I don't know if I call it lying, but it's I think you feel. That you're supposed to portray a certain thing, and you're supposed to have abs all the time, and it's like, well, how do you how do you create that? I mean, you have to go through it too. Like, totally. Like sometimes I don't. Yeah, and honestly, your ability to give me free reign helped me do that for my coach Luke. I was like, all right, after the shoot, do whatever. Let's just, let's just go. Let's, <laughs> let's just go. Let's just do it. And I was like, all right, and I made it a game, and I'm like, let's see. Like if the scale didn't go up, I'd get upset. Even if I wasn't really upset, I'm like, I have to be upset. Like, I've lost a kilo the past two weeks traveling, and I'm like, this is not right. Like, I'm going to get yelled at. You know, I was 60 kilos at my shoe. I am I was pushing 65. That would have sent me over the edge years ago. Yeah. But because, similar to you, I've built the muscle. I've maintained the shape. Yeah, I'm another clothing, clothing size up, but I'm smashing weight in the gym, and this is a lot of fun. And so the longer I do this, the healthier the next time I diet 
it'll be. Yeah, the that's, better you'll look. And the better you look. Exactly. Yeah. A that's, lot of guys think they have to lose weight or body fat because they don't feel ripped. Yeah. And as soon as they do, they're like, I'm too small. That's exactly what happened to me. Like I got down to 189. Yeah, sure, I was lean, but I didn't have the mus the the muscular build that I you were wanted. Very small. Yeah, you were shredded, but you were very small. Yeah, and it likely requires like the look that most people want in in the realm that we want it. Where yeah, even no, when wanna, we're fat, we have abs. We no, still fuck that. I want to look like a goddamn superhero. <laughs> yeah, like why not? Action figure. Action I, figure. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Likely requires more muscle. So how you get there, you eat more and you grow it. There's this young girl that, I say young girl, I don't know how old she was, but she we did the uh, uh, Johnny Slick's uh, company event and uh, one, one of the girls that came was a guest of one of our employees. She goes, you look like a G.I. Joe action figure. And, and he like, was like almost teared up. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. I was like, I don't know who you are, but. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of freaking work, man. Kids speak the truth, too. Yeah. So that's awesome. She was probably 30. She wasn't. She was like a 21-year-old, but still, oh, it was okay. awesome. Anyways. Yeah, so, but yeah. You, you look ridiculous. Like, guys, like, have commented that they want to look like you and everything. And, and, I'm, and I'm thinking, Carolina. like, spend a year, like, you know, just doing everything <laughs> sure. right. Pay me. Spend a year or or two years with me, and uh, no big deal. Just work out every day of your life for the next twenty years. <laughs> yeah, four hours a day, eat clean, <laughs> follow it's, instructions. Somebody asked me like how how long it took to get my abs, and I was like, that's such a strange question because I'm like, I don't know, you're born with them, like, but I don't, I honestly didn't know how you to answer. A, you just did a post about that, like abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah, and it's like well, sort of, sort of. Yeah, like okay, you do have to work them, but then I'm like, I can't like cognate like exact time frame i'm like uh, i don't know get lesser body fat and then they'll start to pop and then you worry about the other stuff but i was like that's such a strange question but um and i also forgot what tangent i was going on with that i can't remember fuck that's right what were we talking about before we're talking about your action figure yeah look damn so what is next what do you if you had if if i didn't have any goals what would you be like uh, this is what i would want to do for you? Yeah. Well, it really is my goals for you. I just took a while oh, you to just, convince you. You, of <laughs> you just tricked me. <laughs> well, did have you told people your goal for this December? Because I didn't uh, mention it on purpose. I, I thought you were going to. And I was like, she's going to blow this whole thing. I tell people all the time. He gets so mad. Uh-huh. I, no, I, I, I was like, I haven't heard you talk about it except with Mel. He's not so excited to talk about it. I haven't, I haven't publicly talked about well, it. Well, now you have to because people listening are going to be like, I am going look at the camera. Do, I am going to do a men's physique over 40 December 10th. I don't chica wow, wow. Not only that, I'm going to fucking win. But tell why. Um, Because that scene is not my bag. And it's... um. Obviously, I respect the people that do that so much because it is so much hard work. And restriction. It, and restriction commitment. and hard work. And then, like, there's so many different levels. It's not just working out and dieting. It's, like, posing and, um, you know, carb cycling. And, I mean, to the, I mean, T, it is an enormous hard, amount of hard work. And about my my you know the speech that I gave today was about challenges and pushing you know being you know pushing your comfort level and always bettering yourself whether it be our relationship being a father our business 
physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is. So I'm always trying to find every year. I'm trying to find a challenge. You know, I've done the 90 day challenge I've climbed Mount Rainier. I've done the 60 days and 30 days. I've always done little bitty challenges here and there. So this is the next one. And I was like, this is, I've never done it. It's not my bag. It's, it's way outside my comfort zone. So there it is. Because it's uncomfortable. Because it's outside of my comfort zone. Because I don't want to do it, I'm going to do it. But can I just ask you, why specifically for you is it uncomfortable? That's um, a good question. I, I don't like as, – as people don't even understand that because I have my shirt off all the time um, in videos and stuff. But like being on stage in that capacity and like – this doesn't even make sense to people because they're like, Nick, you make YouTube videos. You're in front of people all the time. You speak and this stuff. But to me, that is like, I don't know. It seems like it's it's not me. Standing on stage, prancing around. Prancing around. Posing. Posing. Being judged. Like, that's not me. I, I'm not into it. I don't even want to put myself in that position. So that tells me that I need to do it. Because if, if if these are the things that I'm like scared of or it's like outside of my my reign, you know what I mean? Like, fuck that. Like, why would I be intimidated or scared or fearful or whatever, whatever you want to call it, of that thing? That means I need to go do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I, I commend you for that. that you know that's I mean? such a better reason than like, well, I want to look good by that time. I can look good so anyway. Then do a photo that, shoot, yeah, like, exactly. Like I can look good. That has nothing to do with it. No. Like I know I can. That's part is not what I'm talking about. It's the in, it's the brain part. It's the internal. It's about conquering your uncomfortability with something. You know what I mean? Hundred and ten thousand. So, so that's the reason why I'm doing it. I and I don't and I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody that does that or is in that scene professionally. Like I I commend them for doing it because I know not just physically how hard it is, but like mentally, like you get that lean and then you, re- you refeed afterwards and they, they legitimately, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that buy with like borderline eating disorders oh, because yeah. they feel so fat, even when they're, they're like 12%, but you're used to being four or five and you get up to 12 and you're like, anything I'm above that. Of, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Obese. Yeah. You're, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm, you know, so I commend people that live in that and, and are, that made careers. I mean, Branch Warren was talking today. I mean, the guy's a, a legend in that community. There's all kinds of people that have done that and have done amazing things and honestly changed a lot of people's lives. There's a lot of people that have been super obese and watching them, you know, people like Daniel and Bailey and, you know, Arnold and Coleman and Branch. And I mean, there's there's kids that had their posters on the wall. I did. You know, I had Arnold. I had on. Dana and my whole gym everywhere. I had, everywhere. I, had yes. I had Arnold on my wall and, you know, those things and Jay Cutler and like – that those people, whether they want to believe it or not, they've they were role models to someone. So I do commend them for doing that and stuff like that. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to be disrespectful or take anything away. It's just not been my thing. And yeah. for me to do that is that's the reason why I'm going to do it. Yeah. Which I think is cool. I mean, dude, it, it's nowhere near like the the level of restriction and everything for a show. But like I felt the same in the, the mastermind that I'm in is all women mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to go on any of the live events. So it terrified me to spend three days or two days with 12 women, which I don't do. Like I rarely, I thought it was weird that you did that by the way, because I it made me it. so uncomfortable that I was, I was like, like, I knew that you hired that lady, um, which is what her name? Jill Coleman. Jill, yeah. Jill Coleman, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, uh, yeah, then you went to that thing and I was like, 
That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> That's odd. So the funny thing is like the first day we're all introducing ourselves what we do. And there's this one woman, her business partner is her husband and they do like a Pilates business or whatever. And I, when it came to me, I was like, I was actually going to say like, I'm glad there's another guy here, but that sounds wrong, but I got it. And like, they, it made them laugh because I relate to dudes, but like, it was just, and, and I honestly loved it. Cause it was like women like Allie, like that yeah. I can relate to, you know? Where, it's all it's all independent women trying to build yeah. their businesses. So a lot of alpha yeah. energy, like yeah. you know. So I was like, all right, cool. B- BTE. So big T energy. Big T energy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, stuff like that. We're doing things that make you uncomfortable. I think as you mature and get older, it's like what the type of conquests you seek out versus more things that validate you. Well, here, here. You know? Well, and then now you're talking about pleasure, right? Versus mm-hmm. purpose. But, um. I mean, those individuals that do that are the ones that are making successful or building their lives and being more successful. If you're not pushing challenges, if you're not challenging yourself and not doing hard things, well, you're not doing basically anything. You're, there's no such thing as staying stagnant because the world's moving forward. So if you're not challenging yourself and doing hard things, you are going backwards. So you have to choose what type so of person I, yeah. you're going to be. Yeah. I think it's great that you do it. Like the more open you are with that. So then with that, what, what's My the goal is for you, honestly, <laughs> I don't think people can gain enough muscle, contrary to like what people think a stereotype is, like too muscular. Yeah. Okay, maybe male bodybuilders who were perfect, like Branch, I could see people saying, oh, that's too muscular for their taste. For their but taste. But when it comes to your health, Branch is jacked. Still. He is jacked. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, I want to look like I want to look like <laughs> Dude, his calves, man. Great story, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. But you, you really – that's the most resistant you can be to dying early is the, having more muscle. It makes you better tolerate food, carbohydrates, mm-hmm. resilient against falling, breaking your hip. Mm-hmm. You know, you you lose muscle very quickly if you become bedridden. Well, and you, I mean you that's know? the reason – that's how people, older, older people, they become decrepit. Exactly. And – And I'm not trying to be morbid with you, but I'm saying my goal for you would be keep you action figure, turn you into more of an action figure. So what do you think? uh, What are you going to raise calories to? What what do I got to look forward to? (laughs) See, now I look forward to it. I'm like, we're going back up to 4,000, baby, for (laughs) a month. Can we talk about last week? Like, what are you – when's when's December? Six months? Seven months? December Seven months, I think. December Seven months. Yeah. So I I raised his calories last week and and Nick's like – I just want to understand why we're raising calories. No, 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 not understanding <laughs> calories. No, 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 the because it was an interesting play the way you did macros, and I was just, oh, I was, oh, okay. I was interested on the ratio. He was wondering why he got a little bit of fat back. Yeah, and like increased carbs, lower protein. I was curious what the ratio was, and it was because he'd been so answer. low on fat for so long, he was kind of like getting used to it, and str- he's still frustrated with, but getting used to it. Yeah. and yeah. then you increased it. And he was like, it throws you for a loop. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as a, as a coach myself and running a comp- running the Agogi, I'm like, I wanted to uh, understand, you know, understand, uh, right. which, yeah, is, yeah, which yeah. is another reason why a coach should have a coach. Because, yes. Cause you learn how they do yeah. things. And like, I do the same thing with Luke. It's, it's, a, it's great. And if you have a problem, Hey, I have a problem. Can you help me crack this nut? Yeah. Yeah. Or you like with, with BJJ programming, I am not someone which Luke, like, Luke, I know uh, BJJ, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'm like, hi, Luke. You know, can we yeah. get on a Zoom and go over like what I'm doing with this? And yeah. which, by the way, just tremendous. FYI, it's like been phenomenal because because you've done that and you've implemented so much single leg work um, into my structure and stuff. 
almost every girl I roll with is like, what the fuck are you doing with your legs? You just threw me across the room. That was oh, yeah, fucking, she put that people tell me like, you feel like a monster. Are you just eating all the time? Like what's happening? Like men say this to her. Yeah. Like how cool is it? Both of you now are like, I want to get jacked. I want to tear people apart and choke them. Like that's what we do. You know, we like, On our date nights, we go fight other human beings and have tacos after. <laughs> See, I think that's the coolest thing. Like, <laughs> like, like Charlie, let's go do jiu-jitsu. And he's like, <laughs> but um, I think that's sweet. cool. So calories, what do you think we'll get to before we start? Probably another 500 or so. So not that much. Not crazy. Okay. No, because this is your first show. So I do want to play with, like I was telling you last night, like some refeeds, see how that works for yeah. you, deplete a little bit, see how you respond to it. Yeah. Because now we, we're, we don't want to play with that right before. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, it's going to hurt to say, but I'm going to have to start doing less jujitsu as I get closer to the show. I mean, you can do it. You're just going to be really tired. Yeah. Well, and your risk of is, injury is going to be high. Yeah. And that's what Mel said. Mel was like, you, you listen, man, like you're going to be real tight. Um, everything's going to be real tight. Um, and you don't want to pop a bicep or pipe, pop something. And he's like, trust me, I've done it. Sid did it. Like, you don't want to do it. Yeah. So it's like, no. It won't, as we, and that's like, as we get closer, closer. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll assess your uh leanness in the next couple months yeah but i would say no longer than five months but no shorter than four and a half three okay you know to start your prep yeah um real so so long and slow yeah but right now the goal is get the calories up yep enough to where we have places are we gonna get are we gonna get it high enough to where i could go back on the cereal the the cereal game yes probably game train does (laughs) <laughs> I want to. I want to do that. You know, at least once this year. Let's get high enough to where I can have some. I can have my my evening snack. Of what cereal. are the coaches that works for me? I have him at five fifty, and I was like, put just put cereal in everything you eat. So he put it in the blender, and then put like the cereal milk he made in cereal. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, like these kids. But you have to do it. Whatever you have to. Like sushi is great. That's why bodybuilders love sushi. Yeah. Because it's very dense, like sushi rice. Right. Right. Is like a little thing of nigiri is like a cup somehow. Yeah. <laughs> But all right. Um, go. All right. Where can people find you? People can find me on the IG at the Ali Gilbert. Oh, I thought it was the musclebarbie.com. That too. Um, <laughs> for the after I don't know if you should Google that. Services. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> That's probably a real thing. You know, like Bang Energy? Don't, don't go to Bang Dot. <laughs> <laughs> But that's primarily where I post most of my content, so people can. And you're back there, and I'm back from the ban. I am back. She got banned from talking about men's health and boners. Go figure, right? I know, right? I they, mean, they don't. Ig doesn't want it. But if we were naked, bent over, showing the birth canal, that's, that's, that's okay. fine. That's allowed. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, just don't talk about men being men. No. And boner health. Yeah. So hit me up. Slide in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been good, and I cannot wait to have Charlie on. You might have to come on as the like mediator. Yeah, as the mediator. Like what he what he really means to say is eat your eat your veggies and meat and lift heavy. Really think I know how to interpret that? Like I'll be like, well, anyways, guys, tag Allie, tag Allie, tag Allie, tag Allie, um, tag always forward podcast and myself. We'll share this stuff out there, and this is hopefully this helps somebody and uh, hit her up if you want to hire as a coach. She's got a link. Oh, I do testosterone school real quick oh yeah and i have a course yeah on go. everything testosterone if you want to learn how it's made who's it for how you can optimize it through fitness and nutrition and the basics of trt all your questions about the scary things about trt and all the good things which there are many 
There you go. So. All right, guys. Until then, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Out.